Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast. I can't believe it. We're back for season three. We're going to bring you over 100 episodes, two a week, and we are back. It's Thursday, July 28th. We're going to cover it all. Top four, relegations, transfers, everything. First, Mike, I missed you, buddy. How are you? Uh, it's good to be back. I'm, I'm great. I'm great. I am a Tottenham Hotspur fan, and on July 28th, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but we have six new players. We haven't oh had six God. new players what? in the last exciting, 10 years. Exciting time. And City have Holland, Holland. Uh, hey, the T-1000 actually has a Terminator the now. T-1000, I like it. <laughs> he looks... Yeah, he looks very Aryan. It's okay. We'll get into that. Oh, my God. His face is too small for his head. Everything is great about him. I worry about the way he walks. It's a little weird. He has a little bit of a Roman monster. Anyway, but how he runs is all that matters. All right, Mike, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with your team's wonderful transfer window? And then I will give you the the other side of that transfer window. Yeah, I I mean, so there seems to be two competing narratives um the teams in the north shall we say city and liverpool are doing proper business and we'll get into that in a little bit just tweaking turning knobs yeah well that's really all you need to do when you're that you know where at the stage that they're at but for me and call me biased but i think the real story has been all over london right um tottenham and arsenal having their own arms race all really splashing the cash and, and and improving areas of desperate need i think and oh by the way chelsea have made some a couple of moves that are okay, but they have swung and missed more times than Joey Gallo. So yeah. I'm Things not sure what's going weird on. in Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. let's let's let me just do a reset in case anyone. I mean, the season ended last week, I think. <laughs> but yeah, let's remember, right. City won the league on the last day of the season. We almost bottled it uh, with the draw at West Ham, but the Mares penalty miss, and then going down two to Aston Villa, but coming back, I cried again. Arsenal, uh, Liverpool thought they won for a minute. In fact, Mo Salah almost thought he was winning the league, but he wasn't. Liverpool were on the on the path for a quadruple, but they end up with the two cups, the FA Cup and the League Cup. They lose to Real Madrid uh, in the Champions League final 1-0. And to, let's just stop for a second and give a lot of props to Real Madrid. They had the toughest journey to win the Champions League I have ever seen in my life. And they still didn't deserve to win, but they won it. So good good for them. That was amazing. PSG, Liverpool, City, Chelsea. (laughs) That's pretty fucking good. (laughs) And they were down in every single one of them. Incredible work by them. Very reminiscent of, um, of the Ajax team. Uh, yeah. And where they went through in like the knockout stage before they yeah. lost. The yeah. Well, I mean, when you're an underdog time. like that, you have to go out and beat people. So that's where the league is. The top four um, Arsenal were in the driver's seat. Then your team in the North London Derby really put the hurt on them. Arsenal really were overachieving and probably shouldn't feel too bad about where they are in retrospect. But in the moment, it really hurt them. Uh, and the youth of Arsenal that I called early in the season as they would get better as the season went on, they did. They just could never beat anyone ahead of them. And Conte transformed Spurs in a, at a, in a way that we haven't seen. Plus, he, I think, is an alpha male and just dominated Levy in a way that we haven't seen ever. I mean, I, I think Jose Mourinho was trying to do it but was ineffective at it. And so, I think... I think yeah. Conte really leaned on Levy, and Levy sees the moment of like, yeah, the stadium's was... ready, the thing is ready, this is all ready, let's now put the chips in, which I think he probably wanted to do 
18 months ago. So think, well, think about there's two things at play, right? So to, to hit on your point, Mourinho did like mental warfare where Conte was like, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face if you don't give yeah. me funds. So, but by the way, Conte has been, if you run the clock back 12 months ago, Conte was their first choice. Conte yeah. and Paratici had had a great relationship. Yeah. Conte yeah. said no because he could not guarantee that he would get the funding that he wanted. And if you go back to everywhere he's been, Inter and Chelsea. He makes it happen. Places before that, Juventus. But he he makes it happen. But he always, enough is never enough for him. He always no. wants more. He, he will always get more player. Right. And and I'm not, this is not a knock on him. This is what has happened, right? And so, so 12 months ago, you look at where Spurs were. They pass on him because, frankly, Conte and Levy had that that basically battle, and Conte said, "I'm not dealing with this shit. I'm gonna take a you know take a couple of months off and hang out." And so they hired Nuno. Things go absolutely tits up almost immediately after beating City on opening day. The whole Kane saga and situation, um, and then they're panicked. And so now he's got Levy over a barrel, and he's still he talking. Almost to goes to United, and they the, bottle the that. Famous Cristiano Ronaldo goal with nobody in attendance at the, yeah. uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah. They end up beating uh, Spurs 3-0. Ole doesn't get fired. Nuno right. does get fired. Right. Uh, and they bring in Conte. And 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 that's five years from now, we could be looking at that game as the um, – Vanderpunkt. Yeah, the, right. The and it, it, just kind of the, the, the thing that turned the tide on a lot of these, you know, different races that we've seen. So um, – Really an interesting thing, but yeah. So so Conte has has been in the driver's seat. He's had basically six months now, a full preseason, and six six new signings. So well, let's 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 go one level up though. Let's yes. go. Let's let, we love Spurs. It's very exciting, but we have to look at City. City pick up Holland, the most coveted player in the world mm-hmm. outside of Mbappe. They get that deal done during the season. It yep. was done. They do it for sixty million. That's no problem. They bring in Phillips from Leeds for 45. That's really a replacement for Fernandinho. This is really like, hey, if something happens, he's a little bit better. He's a runner. He was hurt a lot for Leeds, but a liked player. Bit more athleticism, bit of shithousery, bit of Englishness. Didn't want to leave Leeds unless it was two City. Mm -hmm. But really for City, I think the bigger thing for this winter has been, this uh, offseason has been the players leaving. We saw Raheem Sterling, who's been there since 2015, leave. Uh, and now, and and Gabriel Jesus leave to Arsenal. Uh, Zinchenko also leave after a good servant. City has taken those um, things in stride, did it really well. I don't think anyone as a City fan, I'm not worried about Sterling leaving. Um, I know what he's capable of. I know how, I know he scored a lot of goals. I know half of them were tap-ins, and I saw how often he, how frustrating he was. He's an incredible player at getting into spaces, and you feel like he should score more goals, and he just frustrates you. So yeah. I don't know how he's going to do for Chelsea. I, it doesn't hurt me that he's gone. I mean, I liked no. him. We wish him well. That's great. Gabriel Jesus, another one, never could become the nine he should be, but was a worker and was kind of like a really good version of Danny Welbeck, to be fair a runner, a harrier, a harasser, would score wonderful goals, but not consistent enough for City. He was more of a 10 to 15 goal scorer versus a 15 to 25 goal scorer. And he played big parts in our biggest games, but just not going to be missed. I, I missed one other player, Julian Alvarez, out of 
Boca out of uh, Argentina is the replacement for Jesus. So City replaced those two strikers or attack force, whatever you want to call them, winger slash striker hybrid attackers with two younger, hungrier, ready to play now finishers. Both really good on the XG side where Jesus and Sterling were negatives on the XG side, meaning Mm -hmm. they missed more chances than you'd expect. And Holland and Alvarez score more than you'd expect. So that is just like a mentality shift that City fans are going to be like, oh my God, this is great. Because I think of your team who have two players who score more chances than you'd expect. Son scores is like plus five. He's like the most He's the most plus player in the Premier League since he's been in the league. Basically means he's an incredible finisher. Yeah. I have <laughs> so many questions about how what this means for the depth of City, what it means for Grealish and Foden and so on and so forth. But Don't we worry about are City. going to have keep <laughs> so much time to talk yeah. about Manchester City staying at the top or near the top. Uh, Darwin Nunez comes in out of, uh, out of Benfica for Liverpool. Uh, for my money, a tremendous signing. Um, yeah, not expensive one. though. That was oh, a no, really, no. that was yes, a big yeah, He was 86 uh, million pounds, I believe. Yeah, so they, but you know what though, for all the frugalness that that's family sports group can have at some points, um, they made no mistake. They, they identified him. They played against him in champions league. He scored against them at Anfield and they went, yep. that's our fucking guy. And yep. similar to Holland, they wrapped it up very, very early. Uh, made no mistake. Didn't let anybody a, else is, come in by the and way, try to gazump them. They got dear, their man. Dear, uh, United fans, this is what the good teams do. They've got yep. it all mapped out. They have thing one, thing two, thing three. They have a price. They have a place. They get it done. They move on. If they miss, they go somewhere else. If a guy they don't want, if they can't get the guy they want, they don't do anything. They yeah. just go, okay, right? We're not going to pay for that guy. Just like the Kane thing. City didn't go and get some other striker they didn't need. Yeah. And City used to do that. We'd get like Wilford Boney. I'm like, why the fuck do we have Wilford Boney? I almost felt like they... <laughs> And we said this last year, like a Danny Ings would actually sort of make sense as a Band-Aid for City sure, that in the short term. Okay, I think right? that would have been. And I'm, nobody's been saying a he's a world yeah. beater, but no. you had have a striker. But of course, yeah. now you've got a new shiny toy. So we're yeah. gonna go into our uh, our our predictions for top four, for the relegation, for the whole table. But before that, we have to touch on something that is the biggest elephant in the room this season. There's a World Cup in the middle of the fucking season. <laughs> In November in Qatar, right? And so it's interesting because you you still – you do have – I've thought a lot about this. You have international breaks that happen twice, three times between October and November. We won't have those. We won't have those. Right. But you've got guys splintering all over the globe, right? You've got Argentina players going from London to to Mexico to play a friendly or the Rose Bowl. The thing is Qatar is not that much out of the Eurozone. That's what I'm trying to get at is that you're you're central Europe. Yeah. You're central. (laughs) You're in one spot. uh, And except with no, not well, and not everybody is going to go far. Right. Like, do I expect South Korea to get out of the group stage? No, I don't, Sonny. I think you're going to come back to London and have a month off. So (laughs) um, it's interesting to think about when you, you look at what the top four races are going to mean, how many players are going to miss that amount of time, how much of that amount of time are they actually going to miss? But there's one actual benefit I've thought even more about in this, you know, in a normal World Cup year, it would be ending right about now, right? It would be in the final quarterfinal stage or whatever. Um, and so you don't have that. You do have a proper preseason. So you have all these players betting in. You 
so two things you harry kane and all of the you know the the nailed on internationals for whatever country you want go from the end of the season to basically five days off with their family to right into internationals and into a yeah. world cup year. Right. So yeah. they didn't have that. They got to have a proper off season. Some of these guys for the first time in five years. Right. So it's really interesting that there there's a hunger amongst all of these big players and all these big clubs to get it going again, similar to how you and I were, we don't have fatigue from the world cup. We're ready to go, baby. Yeah. So yeah. this is how I'm the ready. players feel as well. <laughs> they're healthy. They're mentally rejuvenated. Yeah. I mean, the guys look um, great. Like Kane looks incredible. Right. Right. Now. Like, yeah, unbelievable. I was like, yeah, yeah. So, so I, yeah. <laughs> and so, so I think that there's, these guys all look fit. I think that incredible. you're basically starting at absolutely zero from an injuries and fatigue perspective. Mm. And I think that that's really underrated when you've got the Euros or a World Cup year or something like that. So, um, so we'll really see come August what these teams look like they're made of. And obviously, the transfer window is open for almost another full, more than another full month by a few days. So there will be changes. There will be transfers in and out. Um, but we're going to get a really good feel for what these teams' philosophies are, what their ethos, what they're all about. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the first few weeks of the season, obviously, with that World Cup in the middle. I, with all the international breaks, I kind of don't hate it. I'm warming up Yeah, to I it. mean, maybe it'll be fine. And we'll all just be like, oh, this is amazing. Although yeah. watching watching a World Cup in the cold is going to suck. It's yeah. not going to make sense. I did. Be, I did Christmas wish time. I was it's outside be like and right after Thanksgiving and... for the yeah, U.S. Yeah, yeah, I think we probably gave a little bit of short shrift to some of the transfers. I think Arsenal, we there, everyone's moving up. I think just a general theme. You can go through a transfer list and see all the players that got transferred. It's probably better than us going through and going. This team got this guy, and this guy got this team. I think the thing that we were talking about before the show started is just the City Liverpool arms race is lifting the entire Premier League. And then the Premier League being the healthiest of all the leagues, and we can get into Barcelona and some of the crazy stuff, like all the leagues in Europe are still clamoring. We have all this inflation. We've got all this stuff. And the Premier League is just like, we're good. We're kicking ass. And we've talked about this a couple of times. We like to talk about the business of the league. So City and Liverpool are up high. They're the Yankees' Red Sox. And then you've got like your Oakland A's version, Billy Bean early version in Arsenal. And you've got like, you know, your other team, your, your Minnesota Twins of Spurs of like these teams that were trying to push. That's a shit example. But you know what I mean? These kind of teams that are trying to push up. But the whole league is lifted up where when I was doing my, my, my systems here, I was like, I like all these teams. And as I was listening to preview podcasts around Europe and England, you really can go through every single team. And I almost wanted to do this as an exercise. There's at least two players on every team that you'd be like, can he be on my team? You, your, your voice went out, Mike. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, I could go through it and be like, oh, man, I really love Moutinho and Wolves. Or wouldn't Saw be a great goalkeeper for City in the, as a backup? I mean, there's just a guy on every team. We love Basuma, and now Basuma's on your team. I'm like, I oh. do love Basuma. <laughs> and he uh, is all cleared of all charges, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, we have a new friend on the uh, on the sexual exploits team that just signed for West Ham. We're not sure what his name is. We'll wait for John Champion to tell well, us. Well, and we're waiting on the um, the 
I guess the results of the investigation of the 29 year old from North London, who's a World Cup expected international. Uh, I, I think Thomas I think Partey. it's I think it's in London while black as the charge. Yeah, no, that's perfectly understandable. <laughs> Badly, but unfortunately, everybody sort of looked at Tottenham like you got a bunch of World Cup players, and and, and everybody's like, well, Ben Davies is 29. I'm like, Ben Davies is a virgin. I want to be completely <laughs> yeah, yeah. Un- clear about that. Um, would you have sex with Ben Davies? No. Yes. Nobody yeah. would. Okay. I'm, Stop. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. But no, let's talk about our, our predictions, right? So yeah. um, it will come as no surprise that for the second year in a row, uh, we both have Manchester City taking the title. I wanted badly to <laughs> knock them off this perch. But then I remembered not just Holland because they score goals in bunches. So will Holland make them more prolific? Yes. Yes. Predominantly. Unless he gets hurt. Like, like significantly more prolific? Honestly, no. I don't think so. No. Right? But the but that I I was like we could absorb the Holland blow, but Calvin Phillips is going to be a really good signing for that. Yeah, and any just, any bad any bad performances City had were when Fernandinho played, right? Because he was thirty eight. <laughs> like, so I I think the rationale I started to to use and to talk myself into was they're gonna care so so much more about Champions League that they could see some points slip away in the second half of the season and no. It doesn't matter. They're Let's clear. just let me just the stat that I want to point out. There was a really good article in the Athletic that they were talking about the levels of Liverpool and City. Mm-hmm. City set the record, and they have nine of the top ten places of XG differential. Last season wow. was the highest ever, seventy three. They had a hundred point seasons, but yeah. last season was the highest. Now they didn't have a hundred goals, but the difference that this the late the last two leagues that city have won the difference is city don't give up anything they give up the least amount of shots and there's something called field tilt which is the amount of time spent in the attacking zone versus Mm -hmm. your defending zone and city have now set the record at that and that's what liverpool was missing liverpool now has the field tilt which is the percentage of time in the offensive third that, uh, that 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 no team has so they used to go up and down but now they park in your zone and you can't give up goals if you're never in the attacking zone so right City never have to defend. They don't give up any shots, and they're just on top of you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Will Holland make a difference there? I don't think they'll all of a sudden score more or less. It'll still be the same, um, but I think what will happen is perception. It'll feel like when City's down a goal that they'll get it, whereas yeah. sometimes it didn't feel like it was coming, and it was like always some weird cut-in from Mares, and you're like, well, if that game he shoots over the bar, or it took three chances to score one, but I think now City will score one and two, or you know, it'll sure. be something weird like that. So, and then um, I think that they'll get down less, right? Yes, and I think that they'll be on the front foot and up one nil more, um, more than they already are. Times which is, crazy. is you know, if they're playing, <laughs> if they're playing a, a Brentford or a Crystal Palace or, or even a Brighton, the, if they score early, it's they're fine. But the longer the game goes. You know, it's like a boxing match. The longer the underdog stays around and doesn't hit the canvas, the more he can sucker punch, right? I so- also think there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of like big num- they'll put up crooked numbers. They didn't yeah. they weren't blowing anyone out. I think they'll yes. put up more fives. They'll put I mean, there were some games late where they did score a lot, but I just have a feeling that Pep wouldn't let the speed of Sterling go if he didn't think that that run in behind with pace on the break was going to get picked up by Holland because Holland is six foot four, but runs like Raheem Sterling. Yep. That's the fucking thing. That's insane. He makes 
Sterling's runs. Yeah. That's why they didn't need him. Right. So, <laughs> so no, anyway. and I, to, to your point, I do think that they will score more. And like I said, not tremendous amount more, but you know, you said uh, from the XG perspective, they're going to be positive players, not negative players. Right. And so yeah. you've got a, a little bit of sunny, if you will. So, yeah. Yeah. So and then you have any hot takes. You go ahead. You go ahead. You've got a hot, my take, hot take is coming in at number two, <laughs> six new signings and maybe two more on the way. <laughs> Every position has two fold players who can, who are a top, top half premier league roster. We have two top 10 Premier League rosters. We're going to be back in Champions League. We're going to be in the Cups, but Tottenham Hotspur is going to finish second in the league. July push 28th, us all the way. <laughs> July 28, 2022. You heard us first. Listen, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have, have the them. I have to take City out, but I do think we can take Liverpool. I have Liverpool there, and I think that's only respect for an opponent. Like, you know, Big Boppy just made it to the Hall of Fame in baseball, a man I loathe more than Satan himself. But I had respect for the Satan, Satanic, Big Poppy. He did sure. hit 400 in the World Series. He can die in a fire, but I definitely was petrified when he was up. So gunshot. That's, <laughs> that's how I feel about uh, Liverpool. I always want them to lose. I hate that they sort of have this rope-a-dope style where you're like, they're playing badly. And then they win 3-0. Three, uh, three and you're like, man, this fucking team. So I wonder about noon the difference between Firmino and Nunez. And if they move Firmino, well, then Firmino's I think phased out. He's already phased out. See, here's where what happens. Is the thing is Jota. On. Can Jota handle being a second fiddle? Right. But what so what my point was was if if you don't lose Firmino to Ju- Juventus or whoever, you've got five subs this year. You can bring him on as a locksmith in the 75th minute and he will produce. I hate how much I Bobby Firmino feels to me a lot like Ortiz used to not in the same level, but he's your, he's your closer almost. Right. And so um, he is a closer. if you, but if you don't have that ability, Nunez Mm -hmm. is an out and out number nine. So, and we don't um, know, you know, there is unknowns. There there are unknowns, but what I think about is, it might be too much all go and not enough in that creativity spot. Yeah. So, well, they still have Tiago who gets hurt every single right, time. Exactly. If they lose, I mean, there's they have less margin for error. They're still really good. But if one of their big guys, if they lose Alexander Arnold, if they lose Van Dyke, if they lose Salah, they they're not as much depth. I mean, see, Salah, they, I think, is the most expendable now. Because you've got all of these wingers. I'm not saying that – I shouldn't say – They play differently. It would have to adjust. Understood. I mean, they, listen, they adjusted and he played badly down the stretch. Yes. But Mane picked them up and carried them home. Right. And so now you're replacing Mane with, uh, I guess, what would be half Jota, half Diaz, and then obviously uh, Nunez through the middle. So, d- listen, me taking taking Spurs over Liverpool is two things. A, homerism. Understood. <laughs> B, right, it's not an insult to Liverpool at all. It's no, these what teams I are believe good. to be a compliment to Spurs saying they're almost at yeah. that Yankee Red Sox level that we talked yeah, about. It's right? really so, cool. Yeah. yeah. And then I, you, we have a difference here in the top four. I have Chelsea, and I'll tell you why. Please I do. still have a lot of belief in Tuchel, despite the fact that he's too honest and creates problems. We can litigate the Lukaku problem where he basically set his team on fire. But I still think he'll find a way to make do. I think, you know, we ha- we talked about these these players they struck out with, with Bernie, with Bowley, and basically they've their whole front office is gone, and it's Tuchel as GM and manager with the owner. 
and they're making yeah. the call on things. And that's caused a lot of problems. We we had a whole episode about Gronoskaya, checks gone. So all of Chelsea's been hollowed out as they transition to the new owner and get all the Soviet money out. Yes, I'm saying Soviet. But this is a vote for Tuchel and a belief in institutional play. And I think people don't realize how fucking good Koulibaly is. They now have their Van Dyke, their Diaz, where they have this Cadillac defender who can run and is on the ball. He's the right age. He's 30 years old. Uh, they have they have enough replacements. What they do with their lone army, maybe this is a moment that we have a Frank Lampard apps thing where you're like, oh, Chelsea are down. And all of a sudden, Tuchel goes, Connor Gallagher. Huh. He's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you do have Mason Mount, who I think is a world-class player. Do they have strikers in the traditional sense? No, but Chelsea never do. And they win anyway. So no, it's I, a belief. It, it's an institutional belief in Tuchel. So let's, go ahead let's, on United. No, let's stay on Chelsea because yeah. I have them actually in the seventh spot. I think that they're going to have a tough year. And it's for that exact reason you said. They have signed Sterling. They have Stein Koulibaly, who I did not actually realize was 31. Uh, I thought he was like 26, 27. But he's African 31. I understand. But so <laughs> he might be 35. Yeah, right, right. So I think um, it's like the same as I Dominican guess, 31. There's right, just so much upheaval there. And 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 like you said, I think that Bowley and Tuchel is it could Burley? Take I don't know his name. Is it Burley? Bowley? Bowley. Uh I think it could take on a Steinbrenner Billy Martin sort of relationship <laughs> because he didn't take him. He didn't, he didn't choose him, right? He inherited yeah. him. Now, this is to, to piggyback on you. I am not criticizing Thomas Tuchel. He is a Champions League winning manager. He is phenomenal. However, he oh, as you and said, the Club World Cup, as the Chelsea fans like to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he is a squeaky wheel. And there's no hierarchy, as you said. So anymore, nothing. Bowley's gonna be taking these calls. And he's like, who the fuck is this German guy who won't <laughs> shut the fuck up? And or just doesn't have has no bedside manner. He's just right. like, why are you calling me? I am coaching team right now. You <laughs> you need to hire someone so that you don't have to talk to me. Like, right, exactly. Okay. And 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 if you do look at, you know, they did get Koulibaly. I understand. Look at who they missed, right? Rafinha, uh, Delict, um, not not Sterling, excuse me, um, uh, Dembele. Let's see. There was like six names. Now I'm blanking on them. Um, it was Richarlison, Jesus. So there's there's a lot that is just there's a swing and a miss for the first time. The shine has kind of worn off Chelsea to uh, other players. And by the way, they have champions league football. It's not like they're, you know, they're not fighting the battle. Arsenal are fighting to try. No, and get no, players it's to just, it's just instability, despite, right? It's extreme instability. And so I, I just worry about, you know, what the, this season, I'm not saying long-term, I think Chelsea are a title contender as early as next yeah, season. The guy owns the Dodgers and the Dodgers are one of the better run teams in baseball. Yes, but he he hasn't gotten his sea legs under him yet. Okay. So I think that Chelsea will falter as a function of that. Because again, if you take if you stand still, you're taking two steps back in this yeah. league where we are right now. And so yeah. I think that that's the case. So going to where I do have number four, this was a really, really tough one for me. Um, and I don't want to make it sound like my bias was the difference. <laughs> but I have Manchester United at four. Um, you know, there's uh. a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk about, you know, where Ronaldo's going to go, this and that. I think their business has been really, really underrated in this uh, this transfer window. So uh, the question I have is they had a bad year last year. 
the, if you give the keys back to Bruno Fernandez, like we were talking about before we got on air and you have him and Christian Eriksen link up in the middle of the field, I don't care where Ronaldo plays. Right. And so I think that the other thing that when, when Ten Hag comes in, he's rejuvenated a lot of these young attacking players, the Martials, the Rashfords, not the Greenwoods. Um, oh, the, I don't the, even know oh, what happened to that guy. Yeah. That sounds. Oh, by weird. the way, Jaden Sancho is still on this club. Right. And so yeah. um, you've gotten rid of Paul Pogba. You've gotten rid of, you know, Cavani and all of these big, these big, stupid, sexy uh, Manchester United ish names. But you've yeah. got hungry players there. You've got a really hungry manager who's good, and I think yeah. that they're they're going to be a problem. Lissandro Martinez uh, from from Ajax as well is a really good signing at center back, and so I think that United for everybody loves to uh, what what's the um, the rumors of their demise are greatly over exaggerated. Yeah, right? I mean bad season. I mean they had an absolutely catastrophic season last season, and they. We're in a shout for fourth with 10 games to go. Yeah. And they I, were well, I wouldn't awful even say, okay, with a coach who nobody liked, yeah. and they haven't been coached. They literally, the, the Solskjaer years. They've got a coach now. They literally have not been coached for three yeah. years. And and we talked about this towards the end of the season a lot. We said their March schedule, like, what was it? I forget exactly They when, had but 10 was, games that they should have won all of them. All of them. And we're like, oh my goodness, going into April, they're going to be six, seven points clear of everybody they, for four. But they, they, they yacked them. Yeah, and so they, that's the point. We're not telling them that they have to do better against Liverpool, Spurs, United, uh, cannot, uh, City, they top six. They cannot be nine goal difference against Liverpool. That cannot happen again. Okay. You know what? I'm telling you it can. Because if you beat Southampton and Wolves and Leeds and Nottingham Forest, <laughs> fucking who cares? Because 12 points is better than nine goals. Right? Well, this takes so, it to the next group, right? Like, yes. I think, you know, I've got I've got Arsenal in that spot, and you have Arsenal in that spot as I well. Do. We both have Arsenal at five, and I think that's a testament to your sort of respect of them because yes. they've had good business. I think they did falter down the stretch, but I think fundamentally we both believe in Arteta mostly. Like at least I, there's a direction. Yeah, he, no, there most certainly is. I, I he just... fucked off Ob- Aubameyang in a power struggle. He's mm-hmm. won all the wars within the club. It seems that he and Edu are connected. He got yeah. all the guys he wanted. He got the freaking Manchester City guys he wanted so that he can just go, I don't teach this guy how to play. I know what mm-hmm. Jesus is going to bring. I know what Zinchenko is going to bring. When something goes wrong, I'll just put Zinni in and he'll know what to do. I don't have to fucking teach these clowns. Yeah. And I think one other thing uh, that was not the case. And still the youngest team in the league. I think, yeah, one thing that was not the case early last year, he's got the fans on side too. Not that that's a huge thing, but it's not nothing, right? Um, If if there's a couple of bad performances, they're not going to be calling for his head just yet. Oh, no, they Um, will. They will. No, my point is he's got more rope than he had this time last year by quite a margin. I think the the, the stink of the faltering down the stretch – Really stinks. But what did I say to you the other day? I think they have gone on this wilderness trip and they're now back at late stage Wenger. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. They could have just had Wenger all this time instead of firing him, but they're now <laughs> back at Wenger where well, I- they're clearly not going to win the league and they'll connive, beat shitty teams, play them off the park to make top four, top five. So I, and I agree with the end result being late stage Wenger, right? But I don't agree with how they get there because they're, they seem, we said this at times last year, they're actually a little bit more reminiscent to me of an early Pochettino team, not quite the, the unstoppable white heart lane clubs, 
but, but they don't have uh, pain. <laughs> no, but the question is, is how much, how much, what percentage of Kane can Jesus give you, right? I'm not saying it's 100. I'm not saying it's close. But if if, if it's 50 percent of of what Harry Kane was to those Pochettino teams, you're right I where think, you belong. I think the the key player for them, you and I both agree on this. Odegaard is a fucking stud. Yeah, he's so fucking good with him and him floating around Saka to Jesus. I think the issue that's really hard and why strikers don't play well under Pep or historically haven't is it's a shit job to play striker in that team. You have to run and run and make runs and you never get on the ball and you have to always be, you're, it's just a, a thankless job. And the, so that's why Zlatan didn't like it. That's why uh, Sam <laughs> Eto didn't like it. That's why yeah. Henri was like, well, I just want to do my thing. He's like, stand on the fucking wing and stay there until it's time to move. Uh, until then, shut the fuck up. I'm doing this the pep way. So yeah. they don't have enough, I think. They need another older guard, actually. And we'll see if Vieira is that, this guy from I'm interested I haven't because, seen yeah. Oh, so, and, and It's so midfield dominant so is what I'm saying. That was so early in the summer that we sort of forget about it. But he was sort of a quick signing out of nowhere. And He's supposed to be very Arsenal good. fans on the internet are quite enjoyable, right? <laughs> um, Spurs signed Eve Basuma, which undoubtedly was, I mean, you can't say it wasn't fantastic business, right? For especially what they got him for and all that. Nothing. Um, I'm not going to have to convince you, right? And he was a longtime Arsenal target. Arsenal fans are excited about the prospect of bringing him in. There's a clip that went around of Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV saying, oh, I really want Basuma, this and that. And so you can't tell me you didn't want him, guys. But you go out and you basically, in the in the middle of the night, signed Fabio Vieira, who was, relatively speaking, an unknown from Porto. But the more you sort of learn about him, because everybody goes, oh, who the fuck he's is this guy Arsenal's got? He's He's a facilitator and he's interesting. So, but this um, is where that five sub thing comes in. We were going to yes. talk about it later, but just like yes. you need more for the big teams, you don't need to feel like, oh, how do we play these two guys together? There's going to be time for all these guys to play because the mm-hmm. five sub thing is really going to allow teams to gun hard, hard, run, 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 yeah. run, run, run. Like, I think what'll happen for Spurs is your four wingbacks, they'll all play in yes. the same game. I, I actually agree with that. <laughs> All the time, yeah. like Perisic will run the first half. I was say, run we haven't even touched on half. the fact that they signed Ivan Perisic. Can we talk yeah. about that for a second? He's no, thirty-two no, we gotta be years gone. old. Come on, he runs like a twenty-two-year-old. Um, so we both <laughs> so got, we got at five. Yeah, I have United I have United at sixth, and that's not the thing. Is like United at sixth is not that they're bad. I just think that the whole top six, even I, I feel like I'm disrespecting West Ham. The whole top half of the league. It's all really good, and I had a yeah. really hard time saying, "Oh, Arsenal is be- Man United is worse than Arsenal." It's not that they're worse than Arsenal; it's just that I feel more confident and know more about Arsenal than I do Man United. Like that's fair. That's Man fair. United think... could finish in fourth easily, and yeah. Chelsea could finish in sixth, or Arsenal could finish in fourth if any of Certainly. those guys just take a step up, and all of a sudden Ben White becomes this play out of the back defending kind of guy, or any of these guys step up or Saka becomes Tierra Henry. These things can happen. Like, Oh, well, or, certainly. Or, 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 or Rashford is just like, dude, I'm scoring 25 this year. That's it. Sure. And I think that the, the main thing here is that the margins, like you said, are, there are unknowns, but the margins are so, so, so small between frankly, three and six. Right. Yeah. Um, and and, and at this point you have to vote for coaching. That's why I put Chelsea in fourth. I was like, Tuchel's better than that. Arteta and he's better that. than Ten Hag. It has, that's, that's what I'm voting on. 
So let's move on. This is where it starts getting fun. I've got Newcastle at seven. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, and that we all is just, know they're coming, right? Yeah, it's that just is just an optimism call. It's just like Gumaresh the whole year. They were in the top six, seven from when all those players came on in January. They repla- They got the great and famous, powerful Sven Botman. I've never seen He's a left-footed center back. Ooh, he mm-hmm. does stuff. Everyone wanted him, but Newcastle got him. Okay, yeah. he's there. Um, they have not really signed that big striker that you're thinking of yet. No, but, but as of today, here wouldn't this be interesting? Timo Werner would be. Yes, there are. They are linked game. to everyone. But and, and we like, have to remind everybody: we're recording this on July 28th. There's 32 days left in the transfer window, so this is going to be outdated in a month for sure. But that's all what we can do to what you, know, you can only Christmas. play the guys in front of you, sort of thing. Oh, see, you know, I I had that thought kind of earlier today. That would be just amazing. <laughs> Newcastle would explode. Oh god, that would be funny. <laughs> but he wants to go to the Champions League. But it may be that he might just go. You know what? None of these teams can give it to me. Right. But Newcastle will give me the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he may just go. I'll do that. Yeah, they don't really have. They got Pope. They signed Target. Yeah, nothing. I like Pope a lot. I think he's going to be a great uh, fantasy keeper, which is why I took him the other night. Hey, hey. Um, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy yet from uh, from from Newcastle. I think it's a consolidation season. Really, I think Gunamaresh is an incredible player, and we'll see more from Newcastle in that regard. And this is really a R is Brighton Newcastle or West Ham better than Newcastle yet? West Ham, every one of their play. I had new. Uh, do you want to talk? Well, we're, we're sort of. Stepping well, so I have West Ham. At, I have West Ham at six, right? I have them qualifying for Europe. Yeah. Um, and you've got them at eight. I, I mean, they just your guy Bowen. He they just scare me. I don't like playing them. Right? Like they're they're, <laughs> they're just they really they're. If you had to think about like of a, and this is not an insult to West Ham at all, uh, a best of the rest team. Um, where they're just sound all the way through. You could poke holes in pretty much every team underneath West Ham, I think, uh, that we haven't mentioned yet. But they're just really solid all the way through. and With a great coach. Who, with a, who, with can, a, who gets coach. them to that level is the only exactly. problem, right? So I just I, – I, I don't like them. I respect them. Um, and I see them taking points off of – three or so of the teams ahead of them over the course of the year. But what they do really well is they win the games they're supposed to win. And that's, yeah. that's that we've said this many times in the previous seasons that gets you an invitation to the dance. Do you get to dance with the really pretty girl? Not all the time, but you're in the door, right? So yeah, that's for, the point. for them, for them, it's depth though. Like they cannot play the way they played last yes. year where they ran the same 11 guys out there game after game. Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, making Europa League final. I think he tried to kill um, uh, Mikel Antonio, but he was too strong to be killed. Uh, so they <laughs> do sign uh, Gianluca Scamacca uh, from Sassuolo. I don't know much about him. I mean, this is, you know, players coming in from Sassuolo, I know, has been a good team, an overachieving team, uh, a punching above their weight team in in um, in Serie A. And then uh, this Defender Nayef Aguirre from Rennes bought for $30 million, unfortunately already did his ankle. So he may come in after the World Cup at this point. So maybe that's a, a blessing in disguise, but 
he was a really good classy defender. The French always have good defense because no one can score and they play with, with two defenders. But we'll see where they are. They don't really move. They don't move the dial for me. I think they're right where they could be. Things could go badly for them. And then, of course, I have my beloved Brighton at nine <laughs> because it's Brighton and they have the best English coach in the league. And they replace they replace Basuma with Caicedo, who came on in the back half of the season. And then it's just like, this is a vote for Potter thing. He's the best yeah. of this group of players that I just think will find players that I don't know about. And I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? Uh, they have I'm changing one of mine on the fly. I'm putting Brighton at 10. Because you know what? <laughs> I thought about it, and I was like, ah. I've got yeah. We actually that was the only team we agreed on outside of the top five, I believe, yeah. in the and, exact same place. But I just changed it. Yeah, uh, and I, I have I think, Brighton in the ten spot now. I think the tricky thing will be, you know, can one of their strikers between Welbeck, my friend Mope, Trossard, can one of them just be more consistent and reliable? If one of those guys makes a jump from the eight to twelve goal range to the 15 to 18 range all of a sudden brighton are fucking incredible and there'll be an adjustment period i think they didn't lose any games on the road which was incredible for a team at that level yeah. but we'll see i mean they, they didn't buy anyone so they're still kind of where they are uh but i this is again this within this group it's a vote for saying brighton has the best manager between palace and aston villa so, yeah i agree with that um i think i want to bring it back to because there's this group uh, that we're going to get into uh, the Newcastles, the Villas, the Brightons, the Leicesters, the Palaces, sort of that. Yeah. Um, we keep hearing, especially going back to even to West Ham, um, Armando Broja's name, who was at Southampton last year, who was a thorn in my ass. I don't know about you. They don't want to, the Chelsea don't want to sell him. Chelsea have done kind of the rope and dope with him. They do, they don't, they do, they don't. And and offers have come in of, of relatively high value, right? I think 20. I think West Ham offered like 35 million. He would be perfect on West Ham. I mean, I know they got scum, you know, so so they're probably well, out well he's English up. and he's Albanian. He yeah. might as well be a hitman. He might as well be coming <laughs> for, for Liam Nielsen. He may be one of the guys that's trying to kill Liam Neeson. He's the big boss. Yeah. He's the young yeah. guy who has to fight him. Right, exactly. So I, I, I'm English curious if Chelsea because I don't think Chelsea will play him. Despite no. the fact that he's probably the answer to their striker issues, um, well, so was Tammy Abraham. So was whatever. I mean, right? They just, but they'd always rather have the Chelsea, shiny thing. So in they the have shop to find window. a broken no, striker from another team, or I know, bring I know. in an amazing striker from another team, and then. But it's break weird it. that they won't sell him, right? They're like, "No, he's ours." Well, then play him. Also, no. Like, wait a minute, what? what? It's the same so, thing happening with my favorite player, Mister uh, Mister Liam Delap, who played. Got the yeah. got to see him play. And they also played turned down an offer for yeah, him. Yeah, he was supposed to be he was supposed to move. So Southampton's trying to work those angles. I think what's happened with Chelsea and City at this point is they are if the team is rejecting a kid, people come after them and they just go, I don't know how this guy is, but he's awesome. So I'm just gonna try and get him yeah. just in case something happens. I don't know. I, I'm trusting that they scouted him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go lightning round through a little bit of the middle of the table. Let's spend some time at the bottom. Um, yeah, I, I, let me let me hit on Palace. Yeah. Palace were the best um, XG team in the league. They were almost a top half. So this is a vote for them to to take that positive level and move up some. I don't know how they replace Gallagher, but Gallagher did fade in the back half of the season, and they have a lot of cool, young, 
hungry South London kids and Zaha wanna, keeps them going. Yeah, as I said, do you want to know how they replace Gallagher? Eze is healthy again. Yeah. And that's going to be huge. He's going to have and a then, great year. So we've got, and then we have Leicester, who we're both concerned about. They would have been Very. in the upper discussion, but we think they're sort of holding steady. I think if this team falters, Rodgers is in trouble. Uh, they haven't a made very, a signing yet. Well, that's right. They're having a very Tottenham window in the sense that that means two things. They're, they are in a situation financially for whatever reason. I actually have not looked into this enough, but they have to sell to buy. So what that does is you're guaranteed to have teams circling like vultures for your top players, like Fofana, like Madison, like Barnes. So if they you can't, lose, they can't, they can't, they can't lose any of those guys. That's what I mean. If you lose one or two of them, not you're not going to be able to reinvest that money and have a, a quality player that B beds in with your team to not get off to a rocky start. You're just going I, to, I do so, think that, that the thing we identified that Schmeichel was bad. I think he's finally leaving. Yes, I believe he is. And, and he's more of a heart and soul piece. Um, and I, I, yeah, he fine. went to Nice. He's gone. Agrees yeah. to join Nice. Yes. So they'll have a new keeper, which yep. is good because they need one because he was bad. Yeah, but they're just <laughs> they're just stagnant. Jamie Vardy's old. He's healthy again now. For, we'll see for how long. But he's just he's really. But maybe long maybe the they're just maybe they're just like Daka didn't bet in. Ianacho's coming forward. Our nine and a half. Right, but we're already at August, right? And you haven't even been rumored to get anyone of substance. But maybe maybe they're just going to bank on that second half of, of Madison and just move on from there. Um, Villa, we like everything they did. It's just there's a lot of dis- – I have a lot of distrust about the back half of the season from Gerard. Everything looks right, but I don't like what Coutinho did to the team. It became very Coutinho-focused, mm-hmm. and it lost some of the cohesion – of the team. He's stripped Mings of the captaincy and given it to McGinn. I saw that, that was today. weird, but I get it. Cause McGinn is a heart and soul guy. Uh, they did, they did have some really good signings that sort of went, that were very early on. And I, they're considered high level players, but I don't Quick know. on Villa. Uh, I think Emmy Buendia has a great bounce back year after a real tough year. Cause it was one of those where he was like, wait, I'm usually the Coutinho type. And, and he didn't, it was similar to this thing I was saying about Liverpool. There's only one ball and they can't share it well enough. So I think he has a, a way to kind of bet in a little bit more and, and have a lot more of an impact. Yeah. Uh, oh, we both have Brentford at 13. <laughs> I have never made, I, I've never said anything nice about Brentford right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> in love with these guys, but I am a bit worried. Yeah. It's they a lot. were stagnant for a large part of the second half of the season. And when they got Christian Eriksen, they went to another level. Mm-hmm. So obviously there is a huge Danish hole in the middle of their midfield. And I don't know if they're going to be able to replace it, but I do hope that they'll be able to, to do enough to avoid the relegation race. Yeah. They'll, they'll fight and bring themselves forward. They did re- get a replacement keeper because remember what I said, they yes, fell apart right. when they lost their keeper, they replaced him. <laughs> because and Raya is, I and Raya of, is back as well. Yeah. Rye is back, but that was also coincided with Ericsson. So maybe it was a defensive thing. Sure. Um, sure. And then I've got Everton, Everton just, I'm worried. I don't think Frank Lampard's a good coach. I'm very uh, worried. I, sh- in fact, would rather swap Southampton for Everton because I trust Hassan Hudo more. Uh, in a, in a weird way. Uh oh. I might have to do some parenting because Aveline's home. <laughs> Hi, Aveline. Well, let's talk about Everton because I that so Wolves leads. Uh, you know, there's there's a handful of teams. We're getting into who is going to get dragged into the relegation race. Starting with for me. Yeah. You sold, <laughs> They're not going down. Come you on. sold Richarlison. 
And they're not going down. That team's me, too good. I don't think they're that good. I think Anthony Gordon is going to be asked to answer. He's going to be asked to cash a lot more checks than he can, you know, really handle. Um, and uh, Deli Ali, I'll love him till the day I die, isn't the answer either. No, Dominic no. Calvert-Lewin is fine, but if he's just the only singer in that band, is he really that good? Yeah. So yeah, it, it won't and be. To your point, and, super Frank yeah. Lampard is not so super anymore. Yeah, he's. He, they're still. I still think they're too good to go down, especially when we look at someone like Bournemouth who don't have the depth, or they have the depth, but I don't like Scott Parker. I don't know where they are. And I think about you know Nottingham Forest, new team, first-time coach. I want him to stay up. I don't know. And then the other one is Leeds. I just, who, yes. I just want Leeds to stay. If Leeds have the ability to – and we have a special appearance from right. the one, the only, the Aveline. Uh, but if Leeds have – if Leeds get relegated, I'm not sure we see an American in the Premier League for a decade. And I'm worried about that. I just – they brought in Aronson. They brought in Tyler Adams. Obviously, Jesse Marsh at the helm. And I just – I this is complete American homerism saying they'll finish 16th. God willing, they'll stay up. It's a, it's a, it's a full-on Ted Lasso tale. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the issue I have with them is there's a Bielsa burnout in the team. A lot of those guys they haven't replaced. It's still ailing. It's still the same dudes. They st- they were terrible without Phillips, and he's gone. gone. I mean, is Adams supposed to replace Phillips? Well, is think Aronson about this. supposed to replace and Aaronson supposed to replace Rafinha. This is a Phillips big ass. and Rafinha are gone, and that's huge. Huge. What, the only thing I will say is you're getting a healthy Bamford back shortly. Um, no, but you know what? He bags goals. He doesn't. He doesn't miss sitters, and I think that there's something to be said for that. Yes. So having him back will help, but you're right. I mean, there's there's a lot of miles on those legs um, across the lineup, and I'm just – I'm not not worried about them. I very clearly have them in the relegation race, but I have some, some, some very f- uh, fond moments of betting on leads last year, and the American angle – I've just I've got to see them stick keep their heads above water yeah. by just this much. Yeah, and 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 I don't have Fulham in that group because they were so good in the championship, and we'll see if Marco Silva has learned his lessons or whether he burns out. Usually, he has a real big push and it looks great, and then he fades. So yeah. we'll see where he comes in with Fulham. Burns but Fulham with with your boy Harry Wilson and Mitrovic, and they spent so much money on that team last season, and they haven't added anyone, but they don't think they need to. Because mm-hmm. they're really loaded already, yeah. so they're in, they're in, they're in that sort of position. So they're they're doing fine there. I'm less worried about them. I have Wolves pulled down there, and this is a function of XG against. This team was yeah. the luckiest team in the history of luck, and if they don't start scoring goals, maybe your boy Podence, maybe Neto, maybe this is a oh Moutinho and Neves, they shouldn't have been down here anyway. But this is a question, and we'll have our buddy from the draft, Kevin. That's the name of his team uh, yeah. on, on the show to talk Leeds. Alex, our buddy Alex, Alex Brooks. Alex will come on and tell us about Leeds. He seemed to be well entrenched and no more. And then Forrest, I, as much as I'm our uh, championship correspondent, I don't know enough about this team. I didn't get to follow along with them as much as I would have liked to. I know Spence made a difference for them. They have a guy, Brendan Johnson, who's supposed to be a great young player who stepped up. But where they are, they got an incredible striker for Union Berlin who's everyone believes is a great signing, but is he, he has to adapt to England. He's got to score goals. Is he Ivan Tony or is he Mitrovic? These are the yeah. questions, right? If he's Ivan Tony, that's great. I have a lot of like, like I know we, we touched on Brentford. I think you and I both really trust the process with Brentford. 
yeah. it's like we trust the process with those teams. I don't trust the process with with Forest. Um, they have a good manager, but is he a level too far? Again, I have Bournemouth going down. I don't trust um, Dominic Solanke. However, if he scores 20 goals, then all of a sudden, oh, they have a Jermaine Defoe. Fine. Yeah, right. Or they have a Callum Wilson. Oh, they'll be fine. Could he become that? That's the best case. So I don't yep. – it's it's good to have t- – the, the rule of thumb is put two promoted teams in your drop zone and then figure yeah. out the third one. <laughs> right. That's essentially what we both did, right? So we both had Bournemouth <laughs> coming in last. You've got Forrest at 19. I've got Fulham. I, I just – I, I want to believe in Forrest. That's all it is. You yeah, know why? of course. All it's of more fun. Clubs- Coming in, coming into April, all of these clubs are going to be real close. So you've got Bournemouth in in, in last, Nottingham Forest nineteenth, uh, and, and Leeds in the final spot for you. I've got yeah. Everton, as I mentioned, uh, going down for the first time in Premier League history, uh, and then Fulham. Uh, <laughs> There's 19th. no way. There's I'm no just, way. Look, man, I I'm not saying you're wrong. I just I don't see any reason for optimism there. What you could see. We talked a lot about last season was um, – They just know, have to be better than three teams. I know, but I don't think they're they are. better than three teams. I think they're better than two. But, uh, <laughs> but I think that we talked a lot about last season how this year there's going to be 20 attacking football teams with that, that attacking mindset, right? Well, I think Frank Lampard gets fired by Halloween and they bring but in what, what, what did I say? The sword of Dishocles? Yes, the sword of Dishocles. That's right. He's hanging over everything. That's beautiful. I forgot about that. Yes, the sword of Dishocles. So Sean Dish is out of work and hanging around for whatever team is just like, please don't get us rally. Like, could you? Could he get the Leeds job? He could absolutely get that Leeds job. Like they're down. They come. They fire him right going into the World Cup and just like. And that's yeah. That's what I was going to say. There's the there's so many different ways that the World Cup is going to affect this season. And one of them is that every team is going to be able to hit the pause button on November 10th, roughly, and say, okay, where are we? Where do we want to be? And how do we get even close to Did that? Did they change right? the transfer window? Is it still going to no, be? No, it's still – I think it's like a day off or something oh, okay. like that. But, yeah, it's roughly – I think it's September 1st instead of August 31st. But, yeah. I'm, I, mean, um, I think it's rad. By the way, not for nothing, Friday – the championship season starts. Yeah. Sunday is the community shield. Is the community shield. We That's why we're doing our season preview because the season is underway. I days. will be in California this week hanging out with you, son of a bitch. So we're yeah. going to hang out. Except I don't know if we're going to be, be in LA. A show. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to figure it out. Well, I don't know if we'll be able to do a show. I don't know when the next show we're going to do is, but it will be soon. We yeah. are excited we're to be able to soon review the community shield and preview the first match week of the 2022 2023 premier league season the year of the hotspur it's gonna be amazing i'm excited i'm happy to be back laurent let's get out of here that was the squeaky bum time podcast with mike salerno and laurent cortines we are the football wing of the forever growing chop sports network we record on tuesdays and fridays normally so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode and if you're listening on apple or wherever you listen please rate and view the show it makes a difference barcelona are stealing money <laughs>